RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube show. We are live for a Monday night edition, the 17th day of the month of May. Excited to be back and looking forward to finding out what's on your radar, as well as talking about some of the things that's on the mainstream subject matters. And we'll dive a little bit deeper into try to uncover what's really going on behind the scenes. But as always, welcome to the live stream. My name is Mike, the host of Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. For those that are tuning in, if we have any new viewers, feel free to let me know where you're watching from. Uh, there's a chat somewhere on your screen where you're watching me from. Let me know. Type in your name and where you're located at. We'd love to connect with you and give you a shout out. And then also when the phone lines are open, 313-462-0027 is the number that you can call and let your voice be heard so that you can share what's uh, what's happening in your world. So we got uh, we got the tax credit situation, i.e. UBI. We have the alleged gas shortages or more so the gas squeeze, because I think they're deliberately not releasing or not allowing trucks to uh, hit the road and refill up uh, stations that have been tapped out. And then we got the whole Middle East situation, second week of complete chaos. Biden is sending more weapons of destruction in that direction. Then we got the Nord Stream pipeline. I appreciate Tony B for bringing us up to that, to that scoop there. Meadows did a little bit today. So yeah, we got more enough stuff to talk about people. So I'm looking forward to finding out what's going on. But before I do that, let me uh, do a little house cleaning that I'll acknowledge a couple people in the chat. And then we'll jump into about five or six, seven different headline stories and just read the read the bracelet, skim through them, and then I'll share my two cents on them, and then open the phone lines and let you guys uh, share what's on your mind. And so let's dive right in. Okay, so for those who are tuning in for the first time, I want to make sure I make it make you aware of where the home base of Rethinking the Dollar is. It's on RethinkingTheDollar.com. I share news stories, articles, videos, you know, all the resources needed to basically take an alternative approach towards everything economic and financial. And so if you guys go, let me actually pull my screen up here. If you guys go to the very bottom, I want to encourage you guys, for those that might be new, take a minute if you're new and test your dollar IQ. Real simple concepts on the historical aspects of the dollar. Step one towards unplugging from the monetary system is the awakening period, realizing there might be some things that you're not familiar with, which can start you on your journey towards uh, unplugging and beginning thinking beyond the dollar at this moment. But if you're interested, feel free to take the dollar IQ quiz and then scroll on through through everything else and go from there. And then another note, this Wednesday, we're going to have our uh, Patreon hangout. So for those that are interested, feel free to come a member of the Patreon, support the channel, as well as check in with me face to face and let's have a little off air talk. You're more than welcome to do so. Link to that is in beneath the video. And then also for those that are new and want to connect off air, I'll encourage you to click the social media tab beneath here. Here's a link. Of, here's a place everywhere where you think a dollar is found. I would encourage you to the third tab is to join the email list. Every Sunday, I'll give you the full week of everything that's pre-planned. So you'll never have an excuse to miss because YouTube more than likely won't notify you. And then the fourth, fourth tag is the discord page where a lot of the articles that's being shared tonight come from, from the community uh, directly. So if you want to share videos or articles or what's happening in your world, join the discord page and put it there and then we'll go from there. So uh, do that if you like. And then I can't not help myself, but to talk about what is uh, very interesting news to say the least today, silver spot price and gold spot price did a nice little bid north and so here we had 85 88 i'm sorry 28.51 for silver so they broke they broke out the 28 dollar mark and so if you guys had a chance to listen to the interview uh that i posted earlier 
definitely some exciting information in there as well as some nuggets on how this uh, type of stuff here, you know, it, it's, it's, if everything plays out the way that it should in normal, natural markets, which is asking for a lot, then we should definitely see a continuation of this price. But we know the forces that be do not want gold and silver to take off because they, that means they lost control and it'll bring too much attention to what has been historically proven to be great hedges against currency destruction. And so uh, we'll see. But in the meantime, take advantage of this current sale because it's not going to get much cheaper. That's for sure. And so we'll dive right in. And so let me before I move forward, let me acknowledge a couple of people in the chat. I see a lot of activity over there thus, thus far. And let me acknowledge a couple of people. Then we'll dive into some articles and then I'll open the phone line so you guys can call in and share your thoughts. OK, so let me do some things here. We got Barlight Broker checking in. We got Jay North. We got Inglis Zapata. Uh, Tabajaros Mingratis Grindet says, Tune in from BTC, BTC from British Columbia, Canada. Okay, English for working migrants. Okay, I got you there. My English, my Spanish is you know, un poco, un poquito. All right, we got uh, what else we got here? We got Jay, we got Macedon, we got Jay Northrup, we got uh, who else? We got Will Smith in the building. Um, uh, we got uh, G.O. Lee, uh, Joe E. Lee, Main. Okay, I'm butchering. I apologize, but you you know who you are. Appreciate you. L. Walk in the building. Luke Excalibur, DC Precise in the building. Keenan, uh, we got uh, Daryl in the building. Dude Boy, Jeff. Okay, okay. A lot of people in here, man. I appreciate you guys taking time to join us. Definitely, if you haven't already, hit that thumbs up button. Hopefully, it'll signal some more people that subscribe that might want to join the community, and at least check in with, with the community. If not, call in, let your voice be heard. We got Braxton Russell says cryptocurrency down. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. For the most part, uh, and, and I like some commentary from uh, Mr. Tony B in the Discord talking about ball, basically, you know, it's a liquidity squeeze right now. Like, you know, as of, uh, you know, things typically set off because people need to get liquid to be able to meet obligations or whatnot. So ultimately, what we're up against is a heavy bout of deflation. When you have all this debt that's basically imploding on itself, in a sense, then, of course, there's more currency, there's more liquidity needed to keep this bubble inflated. So I got an article here talking about China and how China, eh, you know, China, well, you know, China is also a uh, canary in a coal mine that can also tip over and be the next domino as well. So you never know where it comes from. But um, yeah, everybody's trying to get liquid at this current moment. So they're selling off on some things. And of course, they blame it on Elon Musk. But, you know, I think it's a lot more going on with Elon than just uh, him tweeting these days. Philman always comes with a question. Appreciate you, my man. It says, question, RTD, Bank of America working with Ripple. Warren Buffett increased holding in the Bank of America stock by 10%. Your thoughts? Um, that right there says it all. So that lets me know that if that is the case, then Warren Buffett has been given some inside information as to what's coming next. And, of course, Ripple, XRP, they are on a scene heavily being utilized for the transition into a privately centrally controlled central bank digital currency protocol. So it doesn't surprise me at all. Warren Buffett's trying to, you know, take, taking advantage of this uh, transition. So it doesn't surprise me one bit. We got Mike Bruce in the building. Okay. So let me keep on moving, man. Uh, so everything, every, ever think of yourself, have I hit the like button? Ever think to yourself, have I hit the like button? Jeff, uh, hopefully you have, you know, just, you know, it, it's more so just one of the things where, Hopefully help the algorithms notify other people to join in as well as uh, just show your support for the channel if you if you like to. OK. And so Dubois says liquidity starts with the wealthy before we see any of it. No doubt. And so all the things happening behind the scenes, in my personal opinion, even in this push towards a digital trans transition with using a blockchain and stuff like that. All the two big to fail the banks, all the uber wealthy individuals, the, the Michael, the Michael Saylors, the uh, 
uh Novogratz, we got uh, what's his name? Um uh other billionaire who owns Buku uh Bitcoin. Those guys have been investing in this infrastructure stuff for so long. They're more than gonna be all right. <laughs> and so it's just a small fry that's now finding out about everything that's happening. They usually get in at the top and then Typically, we know what happened when things hit the top. It falls and they lose everything. It's transferred right into the hands who got in early, as well as those who support the infrastructure, which happened to be the uber wealthy. Because all this blockchain decentralized stuff is basically the whole movement of waiting on adoption was basically the approval and the, the and the public waiting on all this, all these billions and trillions to flow in from those that already have the wealth. Okay, so let me answer another thought here that I'll get into some of these articles. Uh, Witherworks, Witcherworks says, if we see the ma manipulation uh, happening with all types of currency, including crypto, why do you believe gold won't go the same way? A great question, man. That is a great question. And so it's possible that gold could go that way. And I will be more than confident to say gold will go that way. But there's two types of gold these days. There's the paper gold, and then there's what you actually hold yourself in your possession, including silver as well. And so the spot price could probably go down to, say, you know, $1,100 for gold. But given the whole squeeze situation, given the fact that all central banks around the world have been heavily accumulating, i.e. de-dollarizing, the chance of you actually being able to acquire that ounce for $1,100 is not happening. It's going to the premiums will be six, seven hundred, more than likely, maybe some crazy because bullion dealers, coin shops, mints, they'll be, they'll be a damn fool to let it go for $1,100. So they won't. So that's my point. I don't think it would go for that way. Like this year, I think even if the silver spot price drops to 10, 15, whatever, it's still going to cost you 30, 30 plus dollars because it's going to add the premiums on top. So that, that may not be the case with crypto, though, because if crypto drops, it drops like, it, you know, it drops and it drops like it's no like, you know, you're not actually holding. It's not two different markets, not the manipulated spot market and then what you physically hold in your hand that you can probably take and exchange with for some digits or paper and get something back in return because it's a physical unit bitcoin stocks all that stuff like that if you don't hold it you know like here like right here you gotta ask yourself do you really own it you may have possession of it but do you own it no so if gold silver price dropped down to zero today i'm still comfortable because i'll have something i can hold in my hand that will still have utility because Elon Musk definitely will need it for, you know, for Tesla Ford would need it for computer stuff. So it's going to be needed. You know what I'm saying? That's how I'm talking about, but feel free to, you know, shine in and let me know your thoughts on that. Okay. So I'm doing too much rant. Let me get into some articles real quick and then I'll open up the phone lines because I got beyond myself. Okay. Subject matter of the day. And so let me actually get to this. I posted this article here earlier on the uh, rethinking dollar blog. So I encourage people, I try to put up articles just relatively, you know, relevant to the day and so here's something that originally originated at zero heads but it says most u.s children to get up to 3600 stimulus and 39 million households in monthly payments and of course the picture here shows the kids you know joe loved the kids so got to make sure the kids are stimulated but just give you a little insight as to what's in here and so basically the american rescue plan there's so much stuff inside of it and i actually lost track of how many pages the the, the bill actually is but i know it was already pre-written so it's nothing new but it's jam packed with all types of things. And one of them, it happens to be this tax credit stuff. Or in my personal opinion, it's the door opening to allowing the government to condition the public to receiving a monthly stipend or, as I always say, a monthly allowance in the form of universal basic allowance. Because whenever the government rolls out something, it never takes it back. And so it's basically a door opening to what will 
it's inevitable. They're going to have to give more than whatever the tax credit might be. And so here's a couple of examples here of, of what that looks like. So I'm sure you guys had a chance to dive into it, but it's put together well here. It says eligible families will receive a payment of up to 300 per month for each child under six and up to 250 per month for each child six and above. It says eligible recipients will receive uh, get up to 3000 per child, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so here's the interesting part. It says here at the very top, <laughs> This relief bill passed this year will deliver monthly payments to households, including 88 percent of children in the United States starting in July. And so I remember uh, Biden talking about the need to alleviate poverty. And he threw out numbers like I think eight million kids are living in poverty and we have to do something about that. There's no reason why living in the greatest country that children starve. I'm thinking like, hold on, children have been starving for a long time. That's why you got the SNAP program and, you know, whatever government assistance program has been out there. Parents are already getting that. So what's new? But then you got the homeless situation. So homelessness, of course, has been a primary topic on this channel for quite some time now, because you look at all the coastal regions, East Coast, West Coast, homelessness is booming. And all of a sudden now there's mention of, you know, providing aid for the homeless, of which it's like, uh, OK, it, we all know it's a bunch of hot air, but they're using this and the public usually buys into it. And especially those that will benefit from these extra funds. And ultimately, it, it's it's like it's. It's the trickery of, you know, putting funds into one pocket while also extracting it out to other pocket, including your back pockets and even taking it out future expectations of whatever you think you're going to earn. There's nothing free in this world, people. There, I mean, that's the thing that what people don't seem to get. This is all an early upfront payment that has more consequences to it than benefits. A, because 350 for whatever it is, for those that are probably tuned in, you guys are more than likely, you know, if you, if you are recipients of it. You're going to put it to good use in the form of pre preparation or getting your weight up. But your average Joe is going to spend it. And this is just one of the many more ways that the fiscal policy side of things, because Jerome Powell forever has been talking about, you know, monetary policy can't do it alone because monetary deposit in and of itself is very deflationary because, you know, basically all they do is buy liabilities from the banks and give them reserves and keep it in their possession and pay interest on it just to provide liquidity that never really leaks out. So it's just one cyclical circle in the monetary realm. But on the physical side, it's a lot different because now we got stimulus checks from the past. We got this monthly universal basic allowance coming. And then on top of that, they're going to have to up that ante a little bit because that's not going to meet their needs of promoting more so-called growth. But actually, it's just more so pumping air into an inflated asset bubble that's basically bursting right now. I'm about to get into that. So anyway, more information there if you guys are interested. I'll put the link to this article beneath. But here's a little uh, you know, thing that was signed today for immediate release from the Treasury. So whatever the government gives, it doesn't take away. And then also, I want to comment on the Drunken Miller uh, video I posted earlier as well and how he said basically the poor are the ones to get screwed. And when he mentioned poor, first thing came to mind is the working class. Of course, whenever the politicians say, you know, we need to you know, expand from the bottom out and middle out or some crap like that. The working class label, i.e. the middle class, those that's the cash cow of the government. And at the current moment, the goal literally is to steal all of our freedoms, all of our rights, everything from us. And with this current allowance that's being given in, in the in disguise of helping children, they're ultimately trying to put a down payment down on our children, you know, in, in a sense. It's very twisted and sick, you know, but I can go down further with that one. But just something to, you know, feel free to let me know your thoughts on that, whatever you think. And then here's something else. Uh, it says uh, one in four adults say they ended up worse off financially from this current situation that's been thrown at us for the last year 
and two months now here in, in America. And so just some of the interesting figures here as to how more people have been receiving aid, more people to food lines and all that stuff. We know about it. It says despite the, despite the setback, 75 percent of adults surveyed still say they've either doing OK or living comfortably. Moderately, it says almost 90 percent of adults with at least a bachelor's degree were much more likely to report doing OK. It says less than two thirds of black and Hispanic adults were doing oh, at least OK, compared with 80 percent of white adults and 84 adults. Uh, so, yeah, just some interesting stats there. But, yeah, take it for what it's worth. And then here is something else. I'll get to this article here. This is from Zero Hedge. It says China's credit impulse just turned negative, unleashing global deflationary shockwave. And so China, um, you know, the U.S. banking crisis, great financial crisis happened to be the catalyst that just created a domino effect that, you know, just, just reverberated around the world. And now, of course, China, uh, they have been very hush hush with theirs. Not too much information comes out as to what goes on inside China, because it's more so isolated, given it's a communist you know, regime type party. But here, all, you know, all the numbers here, according to data provided here, uh, China, overnight, we had the latest China economic data dump from a month of April, which included large retail sales missed with a print of plus 17 year over year versus plus 25 percent. It says there were also marginal misses for industrial output. So, you know, a lot of the numbers here, retail sales, industrial production, China property investments going down. We got jobless rates is heading down, supposedly. And so wherever China goes, I think this current, you know, you know, crises that we're in will definitely reverberate around the rest of the world, similar to what U.S. did, because between the U.S. and China, those are the two biggest economies. And, we, you know, everybody's loving to say how China's taken over the global trade, global this, global that. You know, at the end of the day, you know, they're still on the same system, a debt based monetary Ponzi scheme that requires more liquidity to be pumped into the system to keep it alive. So there's not much going on on there. And the average, you know, one billion or so Chinese individuals, the Asian individuals there, good portion of them were told to get gold three, four, five, six years ago when they ran their gold campaign where they made it accessible for your average retail, your average mom and pop person to be able to go to a bank, a kiosk spot, a, a, a post office. You could go buy gold because they were actually preparing their people for this transition. Whereas here in the U.S., we don't hear nothing about gold. You know, the pump is, you know, crypto and on an alternative media scene, it's silver and gold. So something worth considering. And then here's another one here. Uh, let me put this up here. Here's something I found to be interesting. Millionaires who favor raising taxes on a rich launch protest in front of Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos home on tax day. So you got a lot of people out there, six, seven figure individuals, nowhere near the, you know, eight, nine figure type, you know, individuals. But they're out there talking telling Jeff Bezos, hey, you know, just because you make a lot don't mean we want to give it up because it's a different type of income. It's a different type of, you know, uh, earnings there. We got Jeff Bezos who got, you know. The, the, he has the business side of, of production, whereas in your average Joe, you know, it said here a million assets are worth. It says annual incomes of over one million or assets worth over five million. Those individuals there are usually small business owners or high net worth income earners themselves, where they fall under a different tax bracket than Mr. Bezos. Given the fact that uh, I, I heard I saw something interesting where it talked about how I think it was in a Discord. I believe one of the community members pushed, put, pumped it out there, but it was saying how basically. Operating Amazon has a subsidiary in one of the islands that basically makes it immune from taxations to where Amazon is under that window there, which means that they basically pay zero taxes. And it's good to say Jeff Bezos has a nice little, you know, cycle like that where he has uh, access to those same loopholes. 
which allows him to say, sure, tax us. I don't mind. Yeah, because he don't probably pay any damn thing. So but anyway, what do you guys think about that? Let me know. <laughs> and then here's another one here I thought was good. And because this is coming to a country near you. Argentina orders crypto exchanges to give monthly reports on users, not, you know, annually, not, you know, two, three years ago, prior history, the way that the uh, I think it was the uh, IRS requested from I think it was Coinbase as well as from, I think, Kraken, if I'm not mistaken, they requested some older reports. And it's good to say now Coinbase, Kraken, Gemini, all those exchanges in order to be compliant with this transition. They're definitely probably, you know, linking everybody's accounts directly to the Treasury and the IRS together. But here they want monthly reports. So basically the Argentinian government wants monthly reports provided on anybody who does any transactions in crypto space. So it's good to say we got, you know, seven months, give or take left in this year here. There's going to be some very shocking regulation possibly coming out soon enough. And then heading into the next year, we might be in a whole different environment for the crypto space, you know, both positive and good, depending on how you look at it. But there's no way they're going to let continue people to continue to profit. And and not them not be able to see exactly down to the very you know cent what it is that you're profiting with. So something worth considering. And here's one thing that's different about normal normal times. I was talking to interviewing somebody, and they were saying that you know between real estate and precious metals, those are two things. I think it was last week talking with Miles. He was saying he you know he's never had to do any reporting, extensive reporting on his real estate portfolio and the precious metals he holds, whether it be in America or anywhere else. So those are two asset classes that IRS has never asked to know anything about. I wonder why. Because they've just been fine under the radar as conventional assets that people hold and produce cash flow off one as well as preserve their future in another one. But it's never been a mainstream topic because they can't allow that to happen. Okay, so a couple more here, then I'll dial back. I'll, I'll get ready to open up a little bit. Uh, here's an interesting title here that caught my eye. It says, Central banks seek out riskier assets for reserves in yield drought. So as of now, uh, the Federal Reserve, to my knowledge, mortgage-backed securities, treasuries, as well as some other like some other corporate bonds or whatnot they put on their balance sheet. And it's all designed to provide liquidity for a system. This, the, the whale's probably drying up. You know, of course, Monetary policies ran its course. They need more fiscal stuff to be done. So the PPP program, if I'm not mistaken, also just dried up, if I'm not mistaken. And so they're going to need some more funds to flow freely in the system. So here's something to consider that they may they may just say, hey, open up. Now it's time to buy what? You know, what What else will they buy that will provide liquidity? I think it's, you know, stocks directly or they're definitely going to be in crypto at some point, just because that's the best way to really keep the bubble inflated, provide the illusion of wealth and the current and a dying currency. So something worth considering there, but uh, federal reserve probably going to be expanding their balance sheet in this, another sector pretty soon. And then here's uh, something that I want to talk about as well. Cause I think a lot of people might be interested in this one. It says Bitcoin tumbles after Musk implies Tesla may sell cryptocurrency, but they came out and said that they won't be, they won't be selling it. But What's up with Elon and Bitcoin? There's more going on to this story than the, that meets the eye. And it's my personal opinion. And even talking with my my guest, uh, uh, John Perez earlier, it's uh, he was thinking that, you know, Elon's basically doing the government's job of regulating type. He's using his jab, using his you know celebrity status as well as his influence to be a. A help and an aid to the regulatory bodies in providing the 
volatility that we've seen in the crypto sector, just based upon some tweets and some speculation that he might sell, might buy, whatever. Elon Musk serves as a very useful tool for the powers that be because he's already bought and paid for a government instrument. SpaceX, Starlink, Tesla, the Powerwall. He has so many contracts with the government. He's basically already paid for by the government. So when the government calls it, hey, we need you to cause a little rattle in the markets. Can you, you know, put out a tweet or two? Bam, I got you. And he does that. But then on top of that, also something else that might be a possibility is that he's setting up to probably come out with a Tesla coin of some kind associated with his energies, associated with his future plans for Starlink, associated with his SpaceX program, which is going to the moon. Because if he's going to be the one that puts mankind on Mars or the moon or whatever, the way that, you know, he's the government's funding him to do that. It's good to say he's going to help the government in any way possible in order to make sure he's the number one wealthiest and all that other stuff he has and that he's able to fly under radar and basically be above the law because he's in bed with the government. So expect in the next couple of months, give or take um, to Elon Musk to come out with some type of project or coin crypto style blockchain, something or other that's going to really cause a, a major splash. And he's going to just become even uber wealthier because of his influence that he has to, you know, when it comes to all markets, when he talks now, the crypto markets move and it's unfortunate because for those that are aware and awake and have been in the crypto space for a while, it was always intended to be separate from the establishment, from the banking cabal, from the too big to fail banks. But as of now, as we can see, too many people are waiting on trying to profit off of this transition that they become subject to it, to where the whole point of owning and possession crypto was to be able to use it outside of the banking sector, to be able to use it to protect yourself and to speculate with and to use in day-to-day peer-to-peer transactions. My, how far have we come from that? <laughs> so anyway, that's enough. I can rant forever, but I'm not. Phone lines are open. Let's talk. Give me a call. We have six or seven subjects here. And then another one I want to talk about real quick. So the phone lines are open. But here's a, here's a, here's a, a major distraction that I think is, is being given to us intentionally. And so <laughs> it's just, it, it just amazes me how the mainstream media loves just finding gossip and stuff to talk about is irrelevant to humanity. The Bill Melinda Gates divorce, everything about the foundation affairs and billions at stake. Who the hell cares? Be truthful. Like we got the economies tr- crumbling and these cats talking about the gates, like, like it's going to hurt their pockets at all. Spit it half down the middle. They still going to be have more than they could ever spend in their lifetime. Come on now. But it's more to the story than that. I'm telling you, I'm going to get to that. Hello, caller. What's name are you calling from? Mike, it's your boy, Bar Light Broker. Bar Light Broker. Internet. How you doing, boss man? What's on your mind? Oh, nothing much. Just kind of trying to relax and stay grounded with all this hyperness <laughs> going on around me. <laughs> yeah, man. But what's, what's happening in your, in your radar? How's the gas situation there? Or what's your thought on this whole uh, Elon Musk stuff or what? Just give me some thoughts. Well, gas is up about 30 cents a gallon here mm-hmm. in the central Illinois. Yeah. My big gold chain's going up in value. <laughs> Elon looks goofy to me. Yeah. <laughs> Just some goofy looking guy. Yeah. I really don't care what he does. <laughs> That's good, but, man. <laughs> uh, no, nothing going on, really. I wanted to call and touch base, tell yeah. everybody hello. Yeah. I'm still out here. Hey, well, on appreciate the internet. you, man. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for checking in with us, my friend. <laughs> Hey, God bless everybody, yeah. Mike. Have a good night. You too. 
Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Give me a call. Phone lines are open. Feel free to let you know it's, it's open mic or it's not open mic, but whatever's in your mind, you know, what's happening in your world or what you keep an eye on, feel free to call in and share your two cents. Or I'll check in into the uh chat here and I will pull out some questions. So highlight at rethinking the dollar, and I'll pull out something and we can go from there. Here's Jason says they're gonna crash the dollar on purpose to convert us to a over the new digital world currency. Marie Manorino will not be wrong about that. Uh, what was he wrong about with the scandemic? Absolutely, absolutely nothing. Oh, we got a lot of stuff going on here. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike. It's old blood pressure corpus Christi. How's it going? Good. LBP, how you doing, man? Good, good. I, I want to talk about mining stocks, if that's all right. Yeah, go ahead. Give me a quick, give me a quick thought. So I'll try to get some more calls in. Go ahead. Oh man, it's a long one, man. Maybe I'll call back another time. Uh, feel free, or tomorrow, or tomorrow, you know, we or not tomorrow on Patreon. We pay, Patreon hang gang, lay it out out there for us. We got more time. All right, all right, Mike. All right, my man, appreciate you. All right, yeah. All right, bye. Yeah, give me some, give me some thoughts. Feel free to call in. So I want to touch on that one real quick uh, about the, the crash, the dollar world will come around. Was right, okay. Uh, was you wrong about this pandemic? Oh no, oh, no, hundred percent. You know that's one of the things. Everybody, you know, every, not everybody, but a good majority of the alternative media individuals that have a, 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 a understanding of the financial system, they've been able to call. They've been able to call the transition spot on without without fail. So Manorino was right. Peter Schiff. I mean, you name it. You know, a lot of the big name individuals out there, they've been preaching this forever because for those that are awake and aware, it's obvious that we're being intentionally destroyed and they're decimating everything so that they can try to build it back better according to the way they see fit but i'll leave that alone but of course not he's right hello caller what's name we call him from this is pat from alabama how pat, you doing? doing good my friend how you doing i'm doing just great what's in your mind uh, me and the captain was sitting around this evening okay and talking yeah <laughs> and we've come up with one bill yeah that is going to save the Democratic Party. What is that? And they're going to they're going to make everybody happy. Okay. They're going to legalize pot. Legalize pot. Think about it. Legalize pot. It'll make people happy. Mm -hmm. It'll bring tax income into the government mm -hmm. and open up a new market entirely. That's all I got to say, Mike. Just thought I'd let you know that these people are serious about the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing they can do about it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And I I wouldn't doubt that that's on the radar. But yeah, before it happens, they themselves mean in Congress, all those politicians, they're going to make sure that they have first dibs in all the pot stocks and companies. And they're going to start their own companies, you know, to scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, you know, type of stuff. So oh, I'm doing the same thing. I'm yeah. doing the same thing. I'm <laughs> looking at the tobacco company. But the thing of it is, it's really screw Alabama. Uh -huh. uh, their politicians are running around trying to figure out how they're going to get grabbed. And that's why they hadn't legalized it mm. in so many other states. Yeah. But we got 36 states that have legalized in some form or fashion. Yeah. So, yeah, federally, it's, it's coming. to make the move. It's coming. So, definitely, uh, you know, what do you think? This, so, next year, this year, you know, what, what do you think? A time frame? What would be ideal, you think? Well, ideal if they had a brain in their Head mm -hmm. would be the fourth of July. Yeah, <laughs> that's soon. Huh? <laughs> yeah, if they've got a brain in their head, uh -huh. they'll forget every bill that they're doing uh -huh. and push this one through, just like something that put money in their own pockets. Yeah. Hey, it's probably it's coming, man. To. 
it's coming. But hey, I appreciate you calling, man. Thank you for checking in with us. All right, y'all have fun. Enjoy yourself. Will do. Be good. Bye. Yeah, good stuff, man. All right, give me a call. Give me a call. Phone lines open. So pot, federally legalizing pot, you know, across the country would generate more income for the government if they really wanted that. But uh, for the for the for the type of income they're looking to gain, they were they were the tax the uber wealthy supposedly. But yet, <laughs> distressed middle class, working class. Hello, Carlos. Where are we calling from? Mike, Frank Spencer down in Brisbane, Australia. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. So you you down in Australia, huh? Another beautiful day on the flat earth, Mike. Uh, I've got for you today is uh, we're living on a level ooh. earth here. Uh-huh. I don't know what Elon's doing with all that space link money, but it would be interesting to be able to follow that money trail and see what in the world's going on with it. That's all I've got from down here, Mike. <laughs> so, so give me a question, Rose, or a question for you. How's the uh, precious metals market? How's all the, how's the, I don't know, the housing boom is ridiculous down there. Give us a little insight onto the local economy in your area. Mike, when I, when I first started getting silver a couple years ago, I'd go down to, you know, the, the main places here and pick them up for 20, 25 bucks of silver round. Mm-hmm. I haven't been in, in the last uh, couple of months, but I did pick one up on eBay the other day and look, the premium's a little bit higher than, than what I'd get it in the shops, but I paid 55 with shipping mm. for a one ounce silver round. When you compare that to two, two and a half years ago, and you know, you're paying 20, 25 bucks depending. Yeah. So as far as the, uh, yeah, it is. If, if you're getting, getting your weight up, getting physical, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a lot different between paper and the uh, physical price here. Yeah, definitely true. So that's definitely signs of inflation <laughs> in a sense. <laughs> but hey, man, I appreciate you for checking oh. in with us from down under. Absolute pleasure, Mike. Keep doing what you do. Bless Will your do. brother in Christ. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Bless you as well. Bye. Yeah, good stuff. It's good, it's good man. Check in from down under. So I imagine it's probably early morning there or midday there in Australia, but it's good to hear from people down under. All right, phone lines are open, people. Give me a call. What else is on your mind? Give me your thoughts about the universal basic allowance or UBI and the month-to-month payments that's starting on July 15th. And it's set to go for a year, but we know what that really means. Between now and, say, next spring, you know, you won't be able to tell what world we're living in. And by that time, they're probably going to add to that in some capacity. And so what are your thoughts about the CDC as well? Opening up, uh, basically removing or not, you know, not recommending mask and then biting the day talking about, you know, it'd be, it'll be OK if you're not wearing it. But yet, you know, it'll, it'll be in your best interest if you go participate and, you know, get that thing in your body or whatnot. So what do you, what do you guys think about that? Um, I'm, I've, I'm not surprised at all because of the Republican Democrats, you know, back and forth on the fact the Republicans were talking about if we've already been fully vaccinated, why would we need masks? So they're not wearing masks. And then you got the Democrats that pretty much are being forced to wear masks as a, as a way of not associating themselves with the Republican agenda. So they're been, they're obligated to wear a mask. So what better way to, to alleviate that than other to have nobody be required to wear one. So they're playing games with us. Hello, Carlos. Which name are you calling from? What's going on, Mike? This is Miles Miles from NY. Miles Miles from NY. How you doing, my man? I'm all right, man. I'm in the thick of it right now. I told you, I liquidated the stack, man. The uh-huh. stack is going, man. Down to three ounces, man. Really? Really? What's up? What's, what, what made you something? You told us about that, or what made you do that? Yeah, no, because all honesty is hard to preserve wealth, man. If mm-hmm. you got to keep tapping. Days of being a worker or a laborer, that's, that's done with, Mike, man. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a dead end right there. So, 
I looked at it like this, man. Better I do it now while everybody getting them stimmy checks and all this stuff and start a business for myself mm-hmm. and try to get some of that income in coming in real quick with mm-hmm. the rush and mm-hmm. trying to get all that back. And right now, it's a race against time. So, yeah. you know, I'm just hoping, man. I'm putting it in God's hands and I'm saying to myself, look, I know I just gave up my life jacket, mm-hmm. but it's in order to get a light boat, get yeah. a light boat for me and the family, you know? Yeah. I mean, we got the food and, and all the rest of this stuff that we need put away already, but mm-hmm. as far as the metals, that was always the savings, you know? But, yeah. Right? Now it's like I got to take that step in order to keep a revenue coming in because when it get hectic, you don't know. We go into stagflation, money slow down, and all the rest of stuff. You're going to want some sort of income coming in, but yeah. you're going to start tapping into them precious metals, yeah. man. Yeah. And, you know, next thing you know, it is nothing. You don't have anything. So I figured while we still got some type of time, hopefully, mm-hmm. that Elisa will take that step. I wanted to do it over COVID, but, you know, everything shut down, and yeah. you don't know everything's going. So it's just toss up. But when you be on note, man, I'm wondering, yeah, they could give these people... You know, and, and 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 I got eight. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you could give, you could give that, but at the same time, what is it going to be worth right. if the uh, CPI starts shooting up right. like crazy? You right. could say, okay, look, we're going to give each out three hundred, but then what is that really going to buy? You right. know, and people, <laughs> I think that may wake the people up even even faster because if they get that check in, and you know, milk is ten, twelve, twenty dollars, eggs six, seven, eight dollars, yeah. you would say, wait a minute. You know, that's not doing anything. Yeah. So that's going to force the government hand to do what? Either drop more of them mm-hmm. or a higher amount or both. You yeah. know, but let me know how you see it. But yeah, Mike, man, it's all going. And, mm-hmm. you know, guys, man, pray for me, man. Yeah. Hey, well, do your <laughs> thing, man. Well, hey, man, keep grinding, do your <laughs> thug fizzle, man. And uh, definitely, man, keep us posted on your journey, man. Appreciate you for checking in with us. Yeah. All right. Be good. Yeah, good stuff, man. And so, yeah, that, and that's the thing. Like, universal basic allowance, uh, it, it's designed to distract while they try to, you know, and that's the thing. They're trying to shift the, the world towards that one world approach. Like, they're, they're literally destroying the economy. Like, you know, giving away something called free is not free at all. It's just going to, it's an upfront down payment for future freedom and future everything else. And they're disguising it as if it's for the kids, as if it's for, you know, nobody should be going hungry. Nobody should be this, that, that. You know, in this country, we are the most blessed nation on the planet at the end of the day because we've had a war reserve currency. So not many people are starving, literally, unless they've done some things, made some personal choices that have put them in dire straits. But your average person can get a get a meal if they wanted to, because let's look at their priorities. Most people's priorities are in their consumption of their lifestyle habits, you know, having too much of items that don't bring any true value to their lives. You know, those type of individuals there, you know, newest and greatest of everything, but don't really produce nothing of value. Then those individuals there might be a little, little strapped for, for cash as well as everything else. But your average person has more than enough because everybody in this country has a cell phone and internet, high speed internet at that. So, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a farce, man. Hello, Carlos. Where are we calling from? What's going on, Mike? This is Dwayne from the Midwest. Dwayne, how you doing, boss, man? Nothing much. Listen, all I got to say is, it's two types of inflation. Mm-hmm. It's inflation, the money inflation, mm-hmm. but now we're going to have supply inflation on the supply chain. Yeah. That's why I believe, and I was thinking the other day, like, I don't think the supply chain interruption, mm-hmm. think about it. I don't think that there are, um, that there, I don't believe that the, uh, 
the boats, all these little freak accidents with <laughs> supply chains. Yeah. Because think about it. If you're a supplier, would you want to sell your goods into a falling dollar that's losing value by the second? Right. Right. Wouldn't you hold that back until you wait to see what coming down the line or will you, you start suppliers are going to start rationing out mm -hmm. their supplies. Yeah. So we're going to have supply inflation. Yeah, I, I definitely can see that. And so here's an issue. Here's another thing about that as well for the businesses that might be considering that or doing that. They're also a more than likely a, 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 a nice size business or a publicly traded company, which means they run the risk of losing everything if they, choose a nick and pick on how much they're willing to let their products go for. And so they can literally be holding back with yet letting some of it out, causing a scare. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was a lot of the publicly traded companies that are in the no as to this transition. They're deliberately holding a portion back to create this crisis to spur on more government help because the government will step in and say, hey, we need to provide funding for these entities, these these companies, because they're hurting. So you can hold back your supply and the government will step in and subsidize you so you don't have to sell your stuff and you get government support to meet your bills and obligations. So in their opinion, it could be a win-win. But overall, for us, we depend on those goods and not having them puts a clamp on us because we have to pay more for them, which creates even more of a, a, a tax-like burden on us than having to pay more for those same goods. So that's a triple whammy in of itself. Yeah, yeah, because if you keep – because if you, like – for the little guy, for the little guy, for the heart, it's going to be get hard for guys like me and you who go to work every day, mm -hmm. get out here and go to work, and you mean to tell me you're staying at home and you're you're competing for the same good that I'm out here working, right? doing what you're supposed to do, yeah. and you at the store, you at the same Trader Joe's, <laughs> your basket's fuller than mine, I'm looking at you like... What is going on here? Provide like, this is insanity, Mike. This yeah, insanity. that's all I gotta say, bro. Hey, man, appreciate you, man. All provided yeah. by Uncle Sam. <laughs> that's right, man. Hey, man, appreciate you calling. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. Appreciate the call. Yeah, people, this was what we're in, man. Like, yeah, the controlled demolition of everything, and the best way to cover it up is by making it appear like it's a. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's it's the uber wealthy's fault or somebody else's fault other than just the fact it's the monetary system like it, it's yeah it is the problem in itself you know what we call money is the problem itself like they're printing it or creating it with no concerns really for the people who use it calling themselves uh sticking to their mandate of price stability maximum employment as well as whatever else they gave itself the mandate to do uh, okay, let's go. We got here. It says uh, Ryan says the so-called elites perceive all of society as the virus to slow, uh, too slow or too slow, uh, or spread this or stop the spread. You have to make the people economically immobile and sterile. Vax the masses uh, to relieve Earth of the virus. Uh, Ryan, that is, I believe that is true, and that's very sad and sick on their part. But that's uh, yeah, and that's that plays into the spiritual warfare going on. You know, Satan is attempting to do his part and. And then trying to have his kingdom thrive as the Antichrist gets ready to present itself. God forbid, in our lifetime, but who knows? <laughs> it would definitely be a steer in that direction. Uh, what we got here it says silver is going to surpass a lot of people soon. Surprise a lot of people soon. Numerology began behind ongoing scandals like the LBMA 3 to 300 ton error is obvious. Silver XRP. All right, Jason, I appreciate that, man. Um, 
Yeah. So for those, I'm curious to get your thoughts on an interview I did with John Perez. I put out earlier. What are your thoughts on that? Like, you know, it's a lot of energy. It's actually a lot. It's a lot of excitement getting a chance to speak with him because he's very knowledgeable, and uh, <laughs> his metaphors on silver is just basically just getting ready to take off and go boom. <laughs> I was like, man, that's that's real. But he's he's saying June 28th of Basel three, and so some people say it could be. Some people say no. The banking system, the powers that be, won't let that happen. Because this whole Basel III situation is primarily being stirred on by the European too big to fail banks, as well as those institutions, Bank of International Settlements, that I'm sure they have to be in, they have to be working in cohesiveness with the central banks around the world. Because if not, those banks tend to lose control of everything and there goes their monopoly on the currency system. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out in the next, what is it, month? give or take month and a week or two, because if there's continuous momentum into silver heading into the Basel situation, and if it actually goes through all the way, then it's going to be bananas this summer in the metals market. So that would be a great time for there to be some type of event that occurs, some type of false flag, some type of surprise. Whoops. We didn't see this coming to cause scare and panic to cause markets to take a a dive so that they don't lose control. So it could be a matter of the East versus the West power structures at play. And the, this whole Basel three could be being used as a way of shifting power away from the dollar. Cause you know, like drunken Miller said last week or so that, you know, he's concerned with the reserve dollar, the reserve status of the dollar. And I, I regret to tell you that the reserve status of the dollar was, a, was initially lost back during the dot com boom or crash rather in 2020 and in 2000s, I'm sorry. And so you just look at the accumulation of gold between R- Russia and China. It's been increasing steadily over the last 20 years and even more rapidly in the last five, six years, letting us know that they have already de-dollarized. So a reserve basically means a savings program or savings mechanism. And when China and Russia, as they've been accumulating, they've been dumping U.S. treasuries at an alarming rate. So there, so whose reserve actually is it? Like who who holds it as a reserve other than the smaller nations that are not able to de-dollarize or they'll have an event occur in their country. But China and Russia, you, you can't really threaten them the way that you can a smaller nation like, you know, uh, what's that, uh, like Gaddafi and Saddam and nations like that because you know what happens. But other nations, they just get sanctioned, but yet sanctions is basically a tax on American public because they just decide to sell off dollars and buy real things that eventually is going to cause us to have uh, to work for in the future. So anyway, I'm rounding too much. Um, says uh, <laughs> low blood pressure. <laughs> One thumbs down was from the cryptocurrency lovers. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. Hey, man, I take it in stride. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Said so, thumbs up for people who help the channel. Miles, Miles, appreciate you, my man. So, yeah, so we've uh, let me see over here. We got a good one here. Which Witcher, Witcher works. It says, uh, if I trade you my Wolverine for your Spider-Man, would you put that on your tax record? If not, why must I tell the IRS when I exchange Bitcoin for Ethereum? Think about it. <laughs> hey, man, I, I hear you. And so what's going to happen? And let me piggyback on this article right here. So what's going to happen is that. Argentina orders crypto exchanges to give monthly reports. So now today is tax day starting tomorrow. Once tax day is over, we're going to start hearing more rollout on the 
tax changes, whether it be the corporate tax that you know will come about you know, across the world, and then the other taxation is coming from the they're going to adjust the income tax, uh, the income tax bracket numbers, yada yada. Tax gain, uh, capital gains could be adjusted, and then of course with that they're they're creating a whole new. Ah, they're going to create a whole new segment of taxation just for the crypto space, more than likely. And if they allow cryptos, if they allow cryptos continue as they have been for the last umpteen years, completely unregulated with very little guidance and structure as to how, what, where, when, other than the vague stuff we have now, they're going to get to something like this where they're going to you know, want or request any exchange that does business with someone. They're going to need they're going to need your address. And I think in Finland, if I'm not mistaken, Finland or Sweden, either one of those countries, the central bank of Sweden, I think, basically put out to all citizens that they need an address, a valid address, I, you know, address in the form of your crypto address to verify that that's your wallet. And so with that address, with that single address, and that's, you know, that's for most for most cryptocurrencies that are not labeled privacy with one address. All that's all they need. They can see anything and everything you've done in that entire chain of uh history with that coin and so don't be surprised if the request for a single address comes about and then they can validate it by going to all the exchanges to say hey is this is this is this address correct let me see all his transactions deposited from you coinbase into him his address and they can just you know chain analysis all those analysis companies government pay for all that so they're going to use it so address and then maybe some monthly taxation so they might try to get some taxes out of you directly monthly you know or penalize you or something like that so believe me what happens they just just, when you start losing or or you're being threatened by something out of left field you just change the rules of the game that's all so expect that so that's starting tomorrow once tax day ends at midnight tonight starting tomorrow next week or two we're going to hear some news about cryptocurrency and this type of stuff and all that good stuff like that go from there so uh ken g says here from manico 64 channel good stuff mike so appreciate you ken welcome to the community my friend Feel free to call in. Let your voice be heard. We'll love to you know, find out more about what's happening in your world. All right, people. With that being the case, that's all she wrote for the day. Let's get ready to dial back. We had that 50-minute mark. And as always, it's always good to connect and hear from everybody. Um, if you have enjoyed this live stream and going back and forth and bouncing ideas off each other, hit that thumbs up button, share your support for the channel. And then on a more important note, feel free to invite family and friends into the community so that they can get plugged into an alternative version of what the mainstream narrative really is. Because if they're only get their news from the mainstream sources, they're being lied to. And if they're being lied to, that means that they have no chance of actually getting real information from people outside of what is being tailored to basically ruin their financial lives. And so one way to do that, I want to share with you something that I, uh, something that I put up on the community page that uh, be a good way to share. So, of course, everybody know the source of it, but it's one of the things where it's an open source issue here. But uh, let me see. I'll put this up here. I'll show you guys this on the screen, and they will dial off, dial back with this. I uh, put together a. Uh, let me minimize this. I put together a. Let me show you on the screen. So I put together a silver squeeze style little banner, which basically says "Get your weight up in silver." And as you guys can see, <laughs> I thought it was kind of just you know it's kind of cute anyway. But get your weight up in silver, and, and it points people back to rethinkingthedollar.com. So if you would like to. 
go to the community page of Rethink a Dollar. Just right click that, copy that, share it with family and friends. They'll be like, what's going on? Protect yourself from inflation. And then they'll understand the importance of get their way up. They'll come into the fold and we can connect, continue to connect with them, man. So it's always good to be able to find way, new ways to reach more people if possible. So with that being the case, people, I get ready to dial back. And I appreciate everybody for taking time to join in with me. And as always, I want to try to end on a good note with some good news. And to me, the most important news, which happens to be the news about Christ and the fact that he has already come. He's already laid down his life for you and I. And if you believe that, then you are saved and are able to overcome all of this chaos in this life because everything we're experiencing now is temporary. None of this stuff will last. We're born a day. We die one day. And in between, it's the mark we make on this earth. It's the fruit that we bear in this life that we carry into eternity. And that fruit happens to be helping more souls because the most valuable commodity on this planet is the human soul. And that's the spiritual warfare aspect where the enemy is trying to disrupt people from actually inheriting eternal life in Christ. And so they you know he has plans to do all this, you know, kill, steal, destroy. You know how his game plan works. Nothing new under the sun. He's an ultimate copycat. He's a forge. But anyway, so the ultimate commodity is a human soul and the ultimate currency is your faith. So utilizing your currency by connecting with your source will help you be able to hopefully share your testimony to where more people can come into the truth and accept Christ as, his, as their Lord and Savior and, and inherit eternal life. And more importantly, the greatest promise, the fact that we inherit a kingdom. And that's one thing I like about the whole biblical message of Jesus Christ. And that's my responsibility, ultimately, and as well as yours, if you're a believer, to share the good news, share your testimony. You know, God has done some wonderful things in my life. He's been... I, you know, like me coming from my background, coming from this city right here, where I'm at, coming from the city right here, I wasn't supposed to do any of the things I, I did on the surface, but God was with me. And I can say that uh, I was able to overcome a lot of things. And, you know, just to show you how much I've overcome, you know, this is off, off topic completely. But I was thinking about this the other day, um, how I, I was, I, I got, you know, I accepted Christ at the age of 16 through a friend of mine, a longtime friend that was very influ influential in my life. And, you know, he, he, you know, he's just been a good friend forever. But yet that mo turning moment at 16 years old turned my life around to where, of course, I fall down to get back up, whatever. But ultimately, I was always conscientious of my foundation in Christ as him being my rock. But yet, just to show how good God was throughout my entire lot travels, I had a chance to get baptized <laughs> in Iceland, in Hafnajörður, Iceland. I got baptized at the age of 25, 24 and so from that moment on, of course, my life has changed and it's never been the same since in a good and bad way. But uh, God has been good to me, man. So it's uh, one of the things where I, I, I when I was younger, I used to love sharing my faith. But as I got older, the world's pressures start caving in, cares of this life, cares of this life come into play. And I forget about what's most important to me, which ultimately is the fact that I'm able to share my faith with others. And, you know, for those that are, it resonate well with, hopefully you're in charge, encouraged as well as charged up spiritually and able to, you know, make it through your day as well as also remember that you are responsible for sharing your story with others so that you can encourage people and let them know how good God has been to you. And hopefully they'll want a piece of that as well. So anyway, people, with that being the case, that's all she wrote. Uh, let's dial back for the night. And so I see some about Patreon here. And so just one more time for those that might be interested on Wednesday, we're going to have a Patreon hangout off air, unscripted. Just you get on screen with me face to face if you like. Let your let your rant go. Just become a member of any of those things there. and You can uh, join us there. And then also want to make sure you guys are aware of the limited edition while they're still limited, because once silver prices take off again, I'm pulling it down because at that point it's going to be too expensive. 
but it's limited edition and it's a rare collector's piece, I believe. So it should be a value to somebody. So anyway, people, I can rant on and on and on, but I'm not. With that being the case, be blessed, be safe, and I will see you guys uh, tomorrow, Lord willing. Peace.